2: I'll say that ain't nobody not out there that even wants to be a little bit mellow. Now we stay. Anybody wants to get mellow,
3: you can turn around
0: and get the fuck out of here, all right? This is the Trunk Nation podcast podcast
1: with host A. Trunk. What's up, everybody? It's Eddie Trunk. Welcome to another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. New every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe so you do not miss one. And thank you for joining me for rock interviews each and every week. And as I tell you each and every week, all the interviews you hear on this podcast originated on my Sirius XM radio show, which is called Trunk Nation. Heard live Monday through Friday, 3 to 5 Eastern. Faction Talk, Channel 103, or anytime on the SiriusXM app. If you're in the U.S. or Canada and you only listen to this podcast, you're only getting a tiny fraction of what I do on the radio live on a daily basis. So come on board and join us each and every day and get involved in the show. And again, if you're not a SiriusXM subscriber, get that free trial for three months. No credit card required. Just go to SiriusXM.com slash Eddie Trunk and sign up. This week on the podcast, I'll be bringing you, we will be bringing you, I will be bringing you uh, an interview here in just a minute with Eric Martin, lead singer of the band Mr. Big. Eric also had uh, his bass player, PJ Farley, sitting in with him during this interview. PJ plays in his solo band with him. PJ is an old, old friend of mine from New Jersey, best known for playing in the band Trickster, also these days a member of the band Fozzy. Uh, They were both in Las Vegas, and the interview you're going to hear here originated in my Vegas studio. They were there to perform at a private event. But also, a lot of the conversation got around to talking about the band Mr. Big, who are doing a farewell tour that kicks off, if you're listening to this on post-day tomorrow, Friday, in Houston at a place called Warehouse Midtown or Warehouse Live Midtown, To be more exact. And I will actually be there hosting that show, the first of the Mr. Big farewell dates of the US. I'll also be with these guys when they play at Rock Island the following week in Key West, Florida. Those are my next two upcoming appearances. And Mr. Big just happens to be on both of them. But a great band, obviously. uh, Sadly, their drummer, Pat Torpy, passed away a few years ago. But uh, they are carrying on with three original members, Billy Sheehan, Paul Gilbert, and of course, Eric Martin himself. And again, they have announced this is their final run, playing the Lean Into It album in its entirety. So Eric Martin, always fun to talk to. Some great stories here. That's our interview. Perfect timing with the Mr. Big Tour kicking off this coming Friday. Let's visit with him on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. And uh, what a way to kick it off. From the West... With uh, this was an unexpected treat and surprise, talking to my buddy PJ Farley, and he tells me, "Yeah, hey, I'm going to be in Vegas when you're there." I said, "What are you doing there?" He to "Be with Eric Martin." And then at the same time, your publicist has hit me up, like, "Hey, we got to do something for Mr. Big <laughs> playing U.S. shows." I said, "Wait a minute," I text Eric, and here you are. How are you, man? I'm good, Eddie. How you doing, brother? I'm good. What brings you to Vegas, man? Uh,
0: I guess we uh, PJ and I played a uh, art gallery last night for the Michael Goddard. Gallery people, and uh, it was pretty fantastic actually. 150 people uh, were dressed at uh, PJ's weren't a tux, <laughs> were you really? No, PJ, no, PJ's no, no. was a tuxedo t shirt. They told oh. us a tux uh, with cut off sleeves, yeah, like the Flintstones <laughs> and assless chaps, <laughs> <laughs> like a little half tie. But, um yeah, it was like a told us to get all dressed up, and we.
1: For real? I, you ought to get dressed I, up?
0: I, 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 wore, I wore a suit, actually. Did and, you really? Yeah, and I walked into a party. It was like one of those things you walk into a party and you're wearing a suit, like a bunny costume, and everybody's wearing a tuxedo. Like
1: Dumb and Dumber.
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs>
1: was it really a dress code thing? No, absolutely oh, not. Because that would have yeah.
0: been a deal breaker. For I wore. Me. I wore. I've <laughs> <I had laughs> done the gig.
4: I had my, my nice black v neck.
1: Oh, oh, that's. Right,
0: right. One with sleeves. <laughs> right. <laughs> and his fozzy sweatshirt
1: you guys anyway. you guys well everybody knows pj trickster fozzy pj's been hanging around a lot we've been seeing each other a lot which is always good old I'm, Jer- moving in. I'm moving old in old jersey buddy of mine you always got a place <laughs> man you're good um you guys do that a lot like you you and pj and sometimes steve brown it's a couple mm-hmm. of the trickster guys yourself but there's different variations on this acoustic thing right i've been doing doing it for years i mean i did it for
0: Five or six years in between Mr. Big tours. And, you know, when we got back together in 2009, I think it was like 2009, 2000, took 2010 off. And then I just went off and did my acoustic shows and bowling alleys and bar mitzvahs and uh, (laughs) that kind of Air Force bases. I mean, I like being on the road. I I really enjoy and I really enjoy the guys. um, PJ, uh, Joey Casada sometimes plays. Oh, yeah, yeah. Steve, uh, (laughs) Steve Brown. I really like him, too. Uh, most days, and uh, we we have a blast. I really like hanging out with the trickster guys. I, I used to do it by myself, doing the solo thing. It's just it's just no fun. But I like being on the road constantly, mainly because I get my chops up for Mr. Big because that's a lot that's a lot of work. You know, like even when we just we just got back from this Asian tour, and it's like twenty three songs a night, two and a half hours easily, and uh, you know, and our thing. I think we play I think we have we have two hour show and they play like three songs and I talk the rest of it. Pretty
1: much. Pretty much. <laughs> so so you know you've been doing this a long time. Yeah. And most artists I talk to who have been on the road for as long as you have because even before Mr. Big you were out there, you know, with your own thing and you know touring, working your own records and all of that. Yeah. Most artists I talk to when they get into this and they've been doing it 40 years whatever it is, they're like, "Man, I don't want to do the road. I hate being on the road. I don't want to deal with it. You're the opposite, it seems. Yeah. I mean,
0: my, my, uh,
1: and at my, every my, level, my like...
0: children are grown. Uh, my, my ex wives are grown. <laughs> and, and like, there's nobody else. Is that the reason
1: why you're on the road so much? Cause you got to pay them? No, no, not anymore.
0: <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, there's just nobody left at home and it just gets a little boring. Yeah. And I, I like being out there.
1: Yeah. And do you like that, like, so, and we're going to talk about this. Like, you just came back from Japan, where I always say this. People say like they're big when they say they're big in Japan. It's it's like it's like a cliche joke at this point. Mr. Big truly is truly. So, you just came back from playing like two nights at Budokan. I know yeah. Billy was texting me. Oh, do
0: we, we we I mean, did a whole Asian tour, China, uh, all over Japan. Two two sold outs in uh, Budokan, and then we did Osaka, I think Nagoya, Kuala Lumpur, Jakarta. Like every Manila average amount of yada, people at yada. these shows what do you th- what are um like in China there was like 20,000 people just um, for you guys not a festival it was a festival but it was all there. you know the a lot of chinese acts okay and uh and then we were the only americans right on that gig but had you it, played china before um once me and billy uh we still have a cough from that time that we were in uh um, I think it was Beijing we we played like some of this twenty five thousand uh arena, like a dirt bowl and they and it was super hot and they had these industrial fans up on stage and they turned it onto the audience and it just blew this dirt up and and I think me and Billy are still coughing from that like six years ago oh, anyway wow. but yeah no uh we um yeah we played everywhere in Asia and said goodbye to all our you know, wonderful fans and that's it.
1: So, so my thing about that is the, like you go from playing to 20,000 people mm-hmm. and then you go and do this a hundred people last night in an yeah, art yeah. thing, oh, go play it, vamped for a couple hundred people here in Vegas, whatever easily. it may be. So that yin and yang, I mean, you you, you like that. Do you I, like, absolutely. I love it. I mean, the, the whole,
0: you know, how people say you you, know, like the, it's kind of like a living room, you know, that you'll, when you're hanging out with a couple hundred people or not or even 50 people hell we've done some (laughs) gigs some 50 to 80 kind of people but it becomes a comedy show kind of we're kind of laughing at the situation and then we you know play all this music but it doesn't it really doesn't matter i don't care as long as i got a job you know i'm not into uh i'm not into i got a few friends who are calling me today and going you know hey retirement's awesome I'm on the beach in Mallorca, and I'm like, why? I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know how long that can... can uh, I don't know how long you could do it for, just sitting in the sun all that. Literally, not me, obviously, with this white body. See those legs, <laughs> yeah, you'll know yeah,
1: yeah. why. Yeah. Do you feel, um, vocally, from what I've heard, everything's still there? Yeah. Do you feel your voice has changed over the decades? Oh, yeah. That, how so? Uh, I think... Uh, probably in
0: my 40s my balls finally dropped (laughs) and uh, but um i kicked ass on this asian tour i mean i really didn't have any problem at all i mean i've been doing not only vocal lessons but like this new thing that you got uh, pj was turning me on too dr vox dr vox it's like a this basically it's the same concept of when you were a kid and you had this this water bottle and you you, it looks like blew, a bong. It's a water bu- bottle. You blew bubbles in your straw, but it, it, there's like a, a humming. It's a water thing. bottle, it's, and it's like a vocal do, lesson with water bottle.
4: And you, it's like an aqua massage for your vocal cords. And Thank like you. I turned Jericho onto it when he got injured and stuff. And a lot of people are using it now. And it just um, it it's a it gives your voice a nice light warm up, but it it warms it up like better than just blowing out scales. And it's great for recovery.
1: It's great for... Um, Is it like a humidifier? It works no, with no, water? No.
0: no. It's like a, it's I have like one a, of those, too. It's like a nebulizer. God, you're like a representative for this company. I appreciate <laughs> it. I'm so glad. Wait, wait, me into Ladies a and gentlemen, Dr. Vox's son, A.J. Farley.
1: Read the fine print. He has a piece of it, 1999, maybe. but order now. <laughs> and you get... Eric's, the Pope Pocket Eric's t-shirts. Anyway. But it's a thing for singers. for singers. Yeah, for singers. open your voice or Oh, whatever. it's
0: awesome. Um, uh, you know, I... Are playing that rock opera, Aventasia. They all do it. And uh, now the trickster guys are doing it, I'm trying to get Mr. Big to do it. I actually turned Paul on to it uh, the other day. He said... he's Paul lo- Gilbert. He, Paul Gilbert, he's looking at me. Yeah, Paul Gilbert for you fans who don't know. Uh, but uh, he's looking at me going, what are you doing? I got this little water bottle thing and this nebulizer, doing all these new vo- vocal lessons. I'm like, this is the way to do it, man. And so he's going to probably start doing that stuff too. But... Everybody's singing great. I'm I'm tooting my own horn here, but I I was kicking ass on the Asian tour.
1: But you, but doing these small shows and going out just as Eric Martin, whether it's with PJ, with PJ and Steve, whatever yeah. it is doing that and staying super active and playing, whether it's be 50 people or 50,000 people that, and I've heard this before from singers, they'll say the voice is a muscle. You got to keep working it. If oh, you yeah. let it sit there, it'll atrophy. It'll, it'll just go away. So you, it sounds like you subscribe to that.
0: I do. Um, when I got back from this Asian tour and I, and it was only like about a month and a half on the road, but it was consistent. Boom, boom. A lot of shows in a row. And uh, when I got home, I was like kicking back, having a couple of beers, and a little smoke or whatever. And a couple of weeks go by, and I'm like, I'm sore. And the yeah, the whole
1: the your whole body little, or just your voice? Lo- the
0: voice. The longevity of your voice uh, stays stronger when you're out there doing it every night, and uh, not and, and talking's not gonna cut it. Uh-oh. Talking. <laughs> Ironically,
4: talking is the worst thing that you can yeah, do. And uh, he
1: subscribes to that. Yeah. <laughs> Shad yeah. I've been around when Eric's held you know. court. I think the last time I saw you was in a parking lot in Fort Wayne, Indiana, with Thad from uh, oh, Sweetwater. Sweetwater yeah. as You were trying to get your guitar fixed. Yeah. And I just had to walk away because you guys were getting into all yep, sorts of yep, tech yep. stuff. Oh. And the pickup, the nut, the this, the that. I remember just, I'll see you guys. I got my rental. I got out of yeah. there. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were still in the parking lot trying to fix that yep. guitar. But uh no that's that's
0: cool. But, uh, you know, I love uh doing this acoustic thing with the guys because like I said, it does build my chops up and I mean, Mr. Big, you know, there's more chops than a butcher shop. So,
1: and you guys are singers, and you got pride in really singing live and real. And yeah. you're not going to sit there with Mr. Big and put that shit and and put it fake, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're not going to do that. You're not going to like
0: press a little button and have like yeah. little harmony. Yeah, I mean, that's going.
1: that's what makes me so mental about these bands that do that is because you know you got here, you are blowing into tubes and all the <laughs> shit you're doing to make sure it's real. Yeah. and it's and and I know that there's a lot of pride in doing those harmonies, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And 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 how is the whole band sounding because one of the things on, on the latest incarnation of Mr. Big is you brought in a, a Nick DiVergilio Virgilio. Yeah. to play drums and I know that beyond being a great drummer what I've heard is he's also a great singer oh, which great. was a big part of it he's, right?
0: Yeah he's great um, he sounds and he, he came in and he really picked up Pat Torby's sound and, and tone on drums but he sings just as good as Pat if you know, I'm not going to say if not better, but like he's, they, Pat used to have this Paul McCartney thing, and so does Nick. He just does a, and he kind of emulates me too. I mean, he can. There's a lot of times where I was on the road singing these. I, I go, why the hell am I singing these choruses? This guy can do it for me. You know, I'm, I'm kind of cheating a little bit, but you know, jump into the fire. I go, why am I busting my hump right now? He 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 kind of emulated my voice, and he took a lot of my lead vocal parts for, for choruses. Yeah. He's, he's a really good guy. He's, I'm, I'm so glad we got him. I, you know, I didn't know of him before, but Paul Gilbert told me that he played with Paul and then learning about him over these years, you know, he played with tears for fears for a bunch of years. It uh, rhymes. Uh, and, uh, Genesis and, uh, you know, he's a, he's a good buddy of Mike Portnoy and, um, yeah, he's he's just a really great asset to this band.
1: Is um is the how is the vibe among Mr. Big? Because over the years you always hear about you guys kind of dividing and yeah. who's the infighting or whatever dynamic might be going on with no, various a, it's, members. It's, Are you guys all good right now?
0: So so good. Yeah? Yeah, yeah we're not like trickster. Uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> shit it are you more, no, no, more so than it more so than in the past now because it's kind of like the final lap do you think yeah but i think you know
0: when we got back together in 2009 and all the way to here we had a couple little mishaps and stuff but it wasn't like in the 90s i mean when you know we were great friends and we worked really hard and and i don't know what it was it was just you know overworked and um maybe sometimes overpaid. I don't know. you got we had a little turmoil a little bit in the nineties, but it hasn't been it really hasn't been bad at all. But but these last few years have just been absolutely wonderful.
1: So that if that's the case and you're singing well. Yeah. And you love this guy, you have playing drums, we of course all miss Pat. <clears throat> but yeah. if everything's going so well, why are you ending? <laughs> Um, I, you
0: know, you know, I kind of had to be talked into it a little bit because I never I was going to ask,
1: I, is everybody on board with this?
0: No, everybody is now. And I, and so am I. But in the beginning I was like, I, I, I kept saying, I don't want to break, I don't want to do this. I don't want to, you we, don't want
1: to do the tour. You don't no, want to
0: end it. I didn't want to end it for a long, long time. I didn't want to call it quits. I, I kind of never wanted, I always wanted things to be open ended, you know, not like why, why quit? I mean, you know, years and years from now, we could possibly, you know, get back and. Yeah, I was going to say, you
1: don't expect anybody to believe anyone does a reunion tour anymore. No, no, you I gotta, mean, it does a farewell. I mean, but you, you know, got to
0: believe it on this one. This is it. The Fat Lady will. Oh, say, we're going to document that. No, document when it. When you get
1: the ten million dollar reunion no, it's offer not to happen. play Allegiant Stadium, because
0: Wait, no, we're gonna, we're going to continue to do some records and do some projects, but we're not
1: going to tour anymore. Are you After. gonna continue to do shows? Will you do a one off show? I don't
0: quote, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I no no, no, check this out. Don't give me that don't give me that look.
1: But no, no, Is no. That- I do this all the time. Like every time I got an artist coming in here with yeah. a farewell thing, and then it'll always be like before they even walk out the door, like, well, we still might do a couple shows, but no. we're not gonna just tour. Like Nugent just told <laughs> said that I'm done touring, but I'll do shows. Now Steve Whiteman was just on. Kix just played their final show. We were there.
0: Oh, we, or, or well, we played the uh, Minnesota. The before, yeah. yeah,
1: I saw him. I saw their third to last show, but their lot, their last last show. And Steve said on this show, just leading into it. I mean, I we'll I believe shows. I believe no no no. I believe he's done done done. Yeah, and I believe that because he said like, I know Steve and just the way he was about. It, he goes no no. Nope, I'm totally good. I'm done. And Steve was very like tying in with what I asked you about vocally. Steve was very honest when I asked him about it because he said, he goes, no. He goes, I struggle with some stuff that I didn't used to struggle with before. He goes, and I do not want to be that guy from the 80s that's up there that people went to see and they're like, well, he used to be good. He used to move a lot. He used to sound good. And he goes it's the t- it's time he goes i am fine staying in my pajamas and watching cartoons the rest of the time i'm out so i know yeah. steve is done i believe steve is done yeah, everyone which, else Which kind of I bums don't know. me out
0: bums me out cuz we saw him the other day and i was like why is this guy quitting i mean he's really good and the band was great but uh i can't i cannot see myself in pajamas and cartoon watching and all that but uh mr big is going to be done in january february march april may we got usa Europe. We're going to go back to the USA, and then we play South America in May, and that's it. No more touring. That's it. But will me. The, will there be a sh- will there be shows? Please ask Billy Sheehan. Don't. It, well, don't okay. Don't, so but, now we pick, just got into something. Is this
1: all because is this all Billy's call? Please ask Paul Gilbert. <laughs> please ask Tim Heine. <laughs> please ask Nick please Ask for God's sake. Ask, ask anyone me. but Eric Martin. D for Jillio, ask If you'd like
4: to know, I'll tell you the
1: answer. Yeah, PJ, what is the answer? Will Mr. Big ever play again after the farewell show?
4: The Vegas residency is announced. Uh, <laughs>
1: the Eric Martin hologram tour
0: opening for kiss. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's where sick. Okay, so, so
1: where is the last, last show scheduled for now? Um, should we pull it up on is it MisterBig What are we looking at?
0: Yeah, look at look it up dot com because if I say it and I'm not supposed to say
1: it, or should I just call Billy? Be like,
0: fuck, <laughs> please call us. Can I get can I buy a lifeline by any chance? <laughs>
1: Would you like uh, me you? to text Billy and have him call in so he could give us some information here? Yeah, go.
0: No, no, please, don't, <laughs> don't bother him. Don't <laughs> no bother him. He's, he's going through some stuff now.
1: So. Oh, he's yeah. in mourning about his cat, Yeah, which I feel terrible about Me because too. I'm a cat lover, and I wanted to reach out to him about that. But I know. I know. I got,
0: like, uh, uh, over the, the COVID years, you know, like, he, you'd see him out there. Like, he's cooking away, and he's got his cat, Spooky, up there, and he passed, and not his, uh, his beloved rebel, it, it sucks. I, it, pets are kind of our children.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'm a cat lover myself and i I've been meaning to reach out to Billy. Okay, so the first show of the Mr. Big, the big finish tour. Who came up with that? I like it. Is
0: that you? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Playing nobody liked that in the beginning. All
1: right, So January twelfth, uh I which I may I may be hosting this show by the way. Uh <clears throat> Justin, call me. Uh Rise Rooftop, Houston, Texas. Great venue. You been there? Yeah. Yeah. A couple of
0: times with the with these knuckleheads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun <laughs> place.
1: Fun place. <clears throat> so that so you start there and then there's a bunch of US dates here. And then let's see. Um it's a good one. It's a nice long one there. You got a lot of dates, man. Your voice better be ready. Okay, so <laughs>
0: I don't want to be like those guys in the eighties. <laughs> well, I mean, like me in the eighties.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So then as you said, you go United Kingdom. Paris, Switzerland. All right, we're into April now. Okay, so according... Okay, so hold on. On on Mr. Big... Wait a minute. MrBigSite.com, by the way, is the website. Yeah. The last show listed in the history of Mr. Big, according to the website, Mm. April 15th in Luxembourg. But right after that, it says, request a show.
0: I mean, people can request a show, but I told you. It's, but if you're it's, done, how you, well, can you request a show? I told show? you you're it's going, going to. Hey. Are you, <laughs> Look hey, at PJ. Hey,
4: hey <laughs> two brute. I'm calling in. I'm requesting <laughs> so a show. All, I
0: told you it's going to May. I told you it's going oh, to okay. May. Oh, okay. So there's going to be. There's gonna, yeah, South America's not up there. I don't think. Who's
1: booking you? Jim Lenz? Jim Lenz is booking. Well, Lenz up. is going to have you out for two more years. You know that. <laughs> Tim's going to have you out for two more years. I don't
0: think he will. I think, I think May's it. <laughs> oh so my May, God. I got hives now. I'm like, why put? I hate when people put me on the spot. Let's get him some powder. What?
1: Get you some powder? Gunpowder. All right. So, um, where is the? What, what? What do you attribute, Mr. Big's uh, international success? Why is Mr. Big such a bigger band outside of America? Looking at the venues you're playing in America, great venues. Yeah large clubs, small theaters, whatever. I saw you guys, House of Blues in 09, I believe it was. Great show. I remember in Chicago, I was there. Great, you know, great fan base here. But why is, for an American band, why is it so much bigger outside of America? Well, you know, there's a
0: lot of bands that go to Europe and uh, Asia and all that. But I think we just, you know, there's a lot of times where we'd even lose money like just keep going back to Japan or keep going back to Europe. Like all, like sometimes we go to Asia twice in a year, and or a couple times, two two or three times back and forth to Europe and South America. I don't know. Just kind of in their face, constantly coming back. Now, not playing a show and then, you know, five years later playing another show in Europe. You know what I mean? So you worked it. You yeah, really yeah, you we built worked, it. We campaigned for for many many years.
1: Why Japan? Is Japan the biggest spot? Japan's... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I think so. Did Uh, you go there more than other places outside of the U.S.?
0: uh, Yeah, we did. We've been there like a hundred and... Well, I mean, we played about 110, 120 shows in Japan. All together. Our our whole lives. But, um, yeah. When Billy went there like in 1989 and just did a little clinic and was talking about Mr. Big, we... We came back like in 1990, 91, and uh, I think I've been to Japan like 18, 20 times.
1: I've never so. been. I've never been, but I hear the rock fans are great there.
0: They, they, besides you, they've kept rock alive. You know, they're holding the torch.
1: Well, I appreciate you 100%. saying that, but that's very kind of you. But yeah, I, I'd love to to go at at some point. And you're doing on this farewell alleged farewell because i i put no i'm not just not just directed at god's sake let it go this is not (laughs) just directed at you this is every band you got to put air quotes around it because let's what band has ever done a farewell and stayed away
0: yeah but you know you know the only reason why you're saying that and like a lot of bands who say we're going to do a farewell tour we always say like we're not going to do like the Motley Crue and Kiss thing. We did a contract. Thing,
1: but, we're never coming back. We're not going to be that <clears throat> bad. They're on tour now.
0: But more power to Motley Crue and Kiss that they are still out there, still doing it, and maybe their farewell tour. Or, you're way well,
1: younger. You're a kid still. Thank you for that. Oh, I,
0: I paid you a compliment. You're going to no, pay me one back. No, you always
1: everyone knows Eric <laughs> Martin. is here. Yeah. Everyone knows Eric Martin. Even if you're not a kid, looks like a kid. That's uh, always, always said that. Thank
0: you. I have the Elephant Man bones underneath these clothes right now. But
1: <laughs> well, what were you saying about bands that? So there's a lot of bands that did the farewell and came back. You're yeah, cool with that or no? But I'm I'm I don't care.
0: <laughs> they they can come back and not come back. I mean, as long as what I what I really want is to, you know, rock seem to take a back seat sometimes. You know, like a, around the around the world, some of the United States. I mean, thank God for you doing it. And is he back there too, you know, but my, my point is that the, all these bands kind of coming and going and like that, just keep it, keep the, keep the door open if you want. But for us, you know, it's shut in, in May. And that, but I just like to see you know. And
1: what are you going to do? do? after that? Bowling keep alleys doing- and bar mitzvahs <laughs> with <laughs> trips, here. Are you going to do k- like that? You're going to keep doing that? I'm going to keep doing
0: it. I'm also working on a Mr. Big record right now. I was in Portland. Uh, for and when about, I texted you, you said yeah, you were with Paul. I've been there yeah. for like ten days, a week. Man, I love this guy. I you know sometimes we're on the road. I don't really talk to Paul that much. He's got his headphones on, working, doing you know he's teaching online and. And he's doing, you know, doing his his instrumental, uh, writing songs and all that stuff. So we don't really have that much conversation. It's lately it's been kind of me and Nick on the road hanging out, you know. But um, I was with Paul and we wrote. I brought I brought in two songs and he wrote brought in two songs and by the time I left it, we had seven songs.
1: So. so tell me about the idea, who had the idea to, to make a new record? Because usually a band doing, saying goodbye as far as touring mm-hmm. will then go out to tour to support the record. But it sounds like you're going to go the opposite direction. Yeah,
0: I don't know. We're, we're that opposite kind of band. I really don't have any clue why we're doing that. But I mean, well, I do have a clue. I, we want to do it. I wanted. I, I mean, look, God's honest truth. I didn't really care, me personally, for Defying Gravity. That was our last album. And some of the fans, a lot of fans really liked... We had a song called 1992 that Paul wrote. And that was great. And there was a couple other gems on it. But for the most part, not not great. And I don't want to go out um, as Mr. Big singer and having that be my last hurrah. I want this to be my last hurrah. Or, or I mean, look, not that's not right. I want... I hope that we do some more records and do some more projects, but if this is it, this is going to be great. I don't want that last one. Have you decided? Have I explained it? Yeah, no, no, that's (laughs) fair. I mean, have you decided on a producer yet? For yeah we, we yeah we got this guy uh i hope we get his name right jay Rustin
1: oh, i know jay yeah, jay's wh- a good friend of mine
0: say the name say the name ready i want to winery dogs i want you i want you to say it well no. not no not just that
1: <laughs> oh my god jay does anthrax and no no i i know did the him. new Corey taylor record and he
0: did us too you know he did he some live. we he he mixed some live stuff that we did uh um live in milan oh, i didn't Big. know that yeah but Jay's one of my favorite guys producing. Well, after the Winery Dogs record, and I listened to that song, Mad World, mm-hmm. which I was, like, floored by, um, and they suggested Jay. I go, yeah, I got to have that guy. That If he, hey, he turned Richie Kotzen up, somebody's going to be able to turn, he'll be turning me up, too, so I'm banking on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's great, because Jay, I mean, I love Jay's work. I mean, he's one of my favorites, so that's very cool to hear. Um, when you look back on... So I think about Mr. Big Records, the, the record since you guys kind of started up again and started making records again that I like the best yeah. was I think it's what if, the one with the pig on the front. Yeah. That's a great
0: record. That is a great that's two thousand nine. That's when we got that's back together. It's
1: insane that it's that long ago. Fourteen I years know, already. I know. That is just totally crazy. So when you go out so this tour mm. that you're doing in America, and I, I don't I'm assuming you did the same thing in the countries you just went to, you're playing is it lean into it, start to finish? Yeah. And what's the idea behind that? Is it an anniversary for that or something? Or Yeah, there was a 30th anniversary for that 30, I don't know, a couple of years ago.
0: And we just, there's a, there's a handful of songs that we never played live. So uh, Lucky This Time, uh, we did it in the early 90s. We never played Never Say Never. Uh, My Kind of Woman, a song we never played live. And, then, and, and a lot of these songs we haven't played since... Yeah, the, when the Lean Into It album came out. And yeah. It's, it's been 34, 35 years. And so here, here it is. Yeah, and, and there's going to be a lot more songs as well from the first album. And and the songs that we did in Asia, we're going to start rehearsing again before this USA and Europe and change it up, not just have the same songs that we played in Asia other than the Lean Into It album.
1: Okay. All right. I, You know, I feel like... The First record gets overlooked. I love the first record. Oh, thanks. Man. Take a Walk is when's the last time you played Take a Walk?
0: Uh, that riff. We, we, yeah, a couple of years ago, but we played our first song of the tour, like in Asia, was Addicted at Rush uh, on the road. So we are, we are bringing it out now that you bring it up. I mean, Billy's always pushing for um, uh, Blame It on My Youth is yeah. the song on that, but yeah, I, I there's another song on that record. Uh, called Merciless. Yeah. It was kind of a uh, cool, funky rock song that I really want to do. Yeah, I mean, Nick, if you're hearing this, uh, you might want to woodshed right now, my man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When you pull up the Mr. Big website, mrbigsite.com, so you see the dates and everything, and then you see, right there, hitting you right in the face. Exactly. The behemoth of Mr. Big to be with you. Yeah, And there is a very... Well, you almost look the same now, but your hair's longer here. The very screen capture of a young Eric Martin. Um, the video now bumped up to 4K. Ooh. So they can see you even more in all your young glory yeah, they hair. Could,
0: they can see the map of Gibraltar on that nose.
1: <laughs> did, did did You know, this song obviously is this monster song still. Did it take you guys by surprise what this has become in the last thirty years or whatever? Uh,
0: I mean, I wrote the thing in when I was like sixteen years old. And you then, wrote to be with you at sixteen? Yeah, the good a good portion of it. And then I got together with this guy in nineteen eighty-eight, uh, David Graham, and he was a he was a bass player for a he he played Paul McCartney in this uh, musical Beatlemania. And him and I got together just, you know, our publishing companies put us together and we just wrote some songs and he goes well, what else you got and i'm reaching into this old sega gym bag that i had and i brought out this little cassette and it was like this folky version of to be with you and he kind of kind of beatled it out a little bit and and we did it but i played it for paul in 1989 and he goes how's oh, a good little song you got there nice little beatles songs he loved the beatles but he goes i could yeah I don't know if I said. hey, Do you think the rest of the guys would like it? I had that. I just had that look on his face, or he had that look in his face, like, "Yeah, put it back in the bag." Yeah, again. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't right then. It wasn't right then. But then I brought it out again, and and Billy and Pat loved it, and and it did great. But again, you know, you get nobody knew what to do with it because like everybody loved it in the beginning. Oh, this is going to be so great. Then we started writing all these songs, and it just got. Pushed to the back. And it, it it is. It's the last song of the record. And maybe it, there was this one song that that was on the thirtieth anniversary. It was called Uh Stop Messing Around. Not the Joe Perry thing, one of mine. And I and I played it for Pat and I go, I love this song. I really want want this song. And he goes, Ah, it sounds like Aerosmith and I'm like, So? What's the What's your point? Right, what's wrong with that? And, right? Yeah. And I go, No, it's so great. And I am really pushing for it. And Kevin Nelson goes, Well, it's either To Be With You or this one. I'm like, mm, all right, let's put To Be With You. So I could have shot myself in the foot, my own damn self.
1: Was To Be With You always that kind of song? Though? It was never like an up-tempo hard rock song. It was always no, never. It more was,
0: of a... It was exactly that bass drum, hand clap. That's it. Right. It's same. Um same. I mean, there was... Paul Gilbert came up with a solo. So, yeah. It was It was just... I Actually, my demo... I played piano and David Graham played acoustic. So it was more, it kind of like, oh, um, I can't say right now. All we are saying is give peace a chance. It had that vibe to it. Just It always had that same uh, blueprint. And then Paul came up with this beautiful solo and then it, it did great. But yeah, we didn't know it was going to be a number one. I mean, except our manager at the time, Herbie Herbert, he said, this is the one. And, Atlantic Records at the time kept releasing you know how about this one and they put it out there and it was like mm, you know four or five of them and uh, and we were going to be dropped actually and Herbie uh, just said just beat these guys up and said you got to play this to be with you and it and it did a uh, radio station thing where it went around the United States as like that smash or trash kind of scenario mm-hmm. and yeah like came a smash. Wow. I, I gotta
4: interject. You're leaving out the best part about how I told you to release that song from the DV the the home video you released when I first met Eric. Oh Jesus, we're going to have I, to pay this game.
0: First up. or second time I Wait, met Wait, this Eric. is back this is back in the something. day? Uh yep, Trickster. So you're
1: you don't have the, tri- the Trickster record wasn't even out yet, was it? When oh, yeah, To Be With You came out? Yeah, yeah. What year was To Be With You? 91?
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, on the radio, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah.
1: So we went. So re- you're on your tricksters on their first record. End you're, of the first record. End of the first hey, record. You better. So,
0: you better bring some magic to this uh, conversation. So wait, yourself. are you
1: saying that you PJ Farley made "To Be With You" happen as a single? You can print that. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> this I want. I want <laughs> there's your sizzle
4: reel. <laughs> let's 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 hear about yeah, it. way. So, uh, we were. Uh, I mean, I
1: mean, I okay. I'm right. turning your mic up. We right, want to hear so, this. Sit this back. Breaking everybody. news. So, we, Eric, Trickster was playing. Let's listen. Yeah.
4: Trickster was playing in Philly, and we got word that Mr. Big was playing in Philly. We were playing the Chocadero and Mr. Big was playing Plumpkin's Hideaway. I don't know because so, <laughs> to be with you hadn't been don't out do yet. That. So I'm drinking water. <laughs> they were playing, you know, somewhere else, and this was, you know, before the hit. So we had already been huge fans. So our crew guy knew somebody on their crew. So we're like, we're coming over right after our show. So we did we saw them and if i if there was 40 people there that's a lot and i remember we're sitting up against the bar in the back and you could cle- see us clear as day and er- they're going to do 30 days in the hole and Eric's like, everybody better be singing especially those trickster guys back there by the bar i see you right so we're all excited and then and we had just bought we had on the bus the Mr. Big home video and somewhere in there they do to be with you and it's black and white and it's just him in the studio i'm like this is the song this is the song this video is perfect and we went backstage i cornered eric and i said you got to release that song just the way it is cut that out of the dvd we vhs and release it black and white it's perfect and he's like yeah okay kid <laughs> just the way he says to me yeah okay kid okay right kid. and then and then what happened tell him eric what happened?
0: <laughs> what happened? <laughs> oh yeah, we so Seriously, uh, on no. your yeah uh, on your suggestion, we went out and we made another black and white video, and just yeah. for, just for you, yeah. No, I mean look, I I love that song to be with you for for years and years and years, and I I pushed it uh, in the beginning for Mr. Big, and I I I I don't know if I pushed it too hard in the earlier even solo albums. But um, I always believed in it. But yeah, I was going to ask you uh, obviously that. Obviously, this young man right here. <laughs> P.J.
1: Farley, A&R uh, extraordinaire.
0: Dude, Not
4: all heroes wear capes, everybody.
0: <laughs> I'm going to be throwing so much money at you right now. You're going to be at the top of Caesars throwing lobster tails out We're going back, to, we're going going back the to Terrible's
4: gas station down uh, the corner. and
0: it's uh, throwing lobster tails out the window. He's going to be so rich. But, uh, Eric,
1: you just touched on something that I wanted to ask you about that particular song. So that you, you write to be with you at 16. You put out a number of records before Mr. Big was a thing as a yeah. solo artist, Eric Martin Band, and all that. Mm-hmm. How come you never put it on one of your own records? Well, first of
0: all, uh, most of my records that I had, like I first, I had a nice uh, Pompadour looking mullet. Uh, I uh, was dressing in dressing in sharkskin suits, purple sharkskin suits. I had uh, saxophone, three chick singers, big band behind me. Not a lot of rock, you know. It's kind of like into the R and B. Paul Young kind of thing for many many years. I could have brought it out, I for the Eric Martin band, sucker for a Pretty Face, but that it just it wasn't in the cards. I mean, we were we were destined to be the uh, poor man's Night Ranger at the time, and uh, <laughs> but no, it was we we had a great band, but it was a rock band, and To Be With You wasn't it. The folk thing, I couldn't sell the folk, and it, like when when I rewrote it with david and made it a little more beatlesque that uh i think that the the color shined a little bit more you know
1: you you mentioned uh a second ago herbie herbert the legendary manager most known for journey but also repped you guys yeah passed away uh, not too long ago i oh, think right
0: yeah, a couple of years ago
1: yeah so Past, was yeah. he yeah. was he the guy because he's known for the guy who put journey together basically yeah. did he put mr big together
0: or did you guys
1: come together and then
0: uh, you no, managed to? No, the guy that put us together was Mike Varney.
1: Oh, Varney yeah. lives here. I yeah, Varney, we saw yeah. him
0: last night. No, Mike Varney, I've known him since I was a kid. He's a little, like, maybe a couple years older than I am, but I knew him when I was about 18, 20 years old. We played in some bands, uh, playing those Friday night gigs in San Francisco. But Mike, um, I he... He he, you know, he's friends of Billy Sheehan's. I didn't know any of these people in in the world. You know, I didn't know. I heard of Billy Sheehan because of the David Lee Roth thing and seen this guy in a colorful costume running back and forth with Steve Vai. You know, and uh, and I never really heard of Paul or anything. But Mike comes at it uh, on the phone one night and goes, "Hey, Billy Sheehan's looking for a singer. He wants to start a band. He's left David, David Lee Roth." And he really likes you. I played him some stuff, talked about you. Um, and I want to put you guys together. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'm kind of doing my R&B thing <laughs> at the moment. I don't know what I'm going to do. How does he feel about purple shark skin? Suits? <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about like, like Capizio's? Are they, are, they, are, they, are they grabbing you? <laughs> and should I cut this uh, Bono rat tail off? Anyway, so, um, yeah. And, and then he had Billy on the line. Like, Billy got up and he was, hey, how you doing? I'm Billy Sheehan. And, hey, he goes, I really like your voice. Mike's told me all about you. And Mike is the one to put us together. And then maybe indirectly put us together with Paul Gilbert, too. I was going to say, because he put out the
1: Racer X records. Yeah. So that's, so. but Billy was first. You and Billy were the first part of the story. Yeah, that's right. I didn't realize that. That's interesting, because when you said Varney, my mind immediately went to Racer X and Paul. Billy's going to hate this story,
0: but. Because I, <clears throat> he goes, oh, I don't remember that. We 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 were walking down the. We, when him and I first got together, uh, I had a couple songs on a demo, and he had some songs, and we went kind of shopping for a deal. And I remember walking down Lancashire, and I, we're heading to uh, Warner Brothers. And he had a conversation with Ted, and the whole band. I don't nothing ever came to Ted it. Templeman. Yeah, Ted Templeman. Sorry, I'm. Name dropping only first names, so <clears throat> we're walking, and I go, man, we got to think of a band name for our for this band that we got. <clears throat> and I go, how about like M-A, Ma, and you're Sheen Machine? And I think you know, right? He was like, nah, you're a moron, and or a maroon, <laughs> and uh, yeah. And it wasn't till later later. I mean, like well, our band, we we got you know Billy. Billy and I and then Paul came in to do a little audition six feet tall all you know what was he wearing like spangly pants and some flowery shirt and some gigantic amps are moved in with day glow green and orange uh' they're, they're probably gonna deny all this and I was probably smoking something back then I don't know but uh he he came in and he got the gig immediately and then the next couple of days later, we had an audition and drummer came in and pat was the second guy and he was he was in like flint
1: yeah and i don't know if you know this you probably do i think i told this to you or maybe i said it to billy i'm not sure but um do you know the first so at the time the first mr big record came out and we're going to get some of your calls in if you guys want to join in on the conversation we have a little time left here 8446865863 but when the um First Mr. Big Record came out, I was working in for a label. I was working for Megaforce, which was distributed by Atlantic. Yeah. So they were our distributor. And I was up at the Atlantic office in New York all the time. And they had this, the, at the time, there was so much metal happening and hard rock happening that Atlantic actually started something called a metal department. Mm. And there was people that worked in there that specifically to market to hard rock and metal outlets and all of that. This is back 88, 89, whatever. So I used to work with a lot of those people. But the, uh, the first Mr. Big record, you know that, I'm assuming you know that they, Side A was originally Side B, and Side B became Side A at the last minute. Did you know that? No. They actually serviced advanced cassettes at the time with the album opening with Take a Walk. You're kidding me. Nope. And Side A, side, what's now Side B was Side A and vice versa. And then the rec, I have it somewhere. And then the record came out and the album opens with Addicted to That Rush. And right? it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, what happened here? You guys changed the sequencing or whatever. And I remember them saying, no, we just flipped it. Because when they decided they were going to lead with Addicted to That Rush and all the crazy playing and everything, mm-hmm. that they wanted that to lead the record. So they just made side B, A, and yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I have it. I have the advantage of <laughs> cool the so story.
4: Hard. I can't believe you don't know that. Why would I? I don't know, know that. <laughs> you, that you would have some sort of input on the flow of the I, record. That I you might know. have been
1: smoking hey, something. Th- yeah. Well, thank God I have something to talk
4: about now. You bunk-
0: yeah. <laughs> Um <laughs> Something else to complain about. Probably. oh gee. Hey, You know what. Say it, say it live. Say it live. (laughs) Just shout it out.
1: And one last thing, because you brought this up and you mentioned um, the winery dogs and Richie. And now that Jay is going to be working, uh, producing this next Mr. Big record. And for the people that don't know, Jay Rustin produces a ton of people, but also has uh, mixed or produced uh, the the three winery dogs records. Um, It amazes me how many people don't know. That there were two studio records with Richie on guitar in Mr. Big. He replaced Paul Gilbert. Mm. And I think people don't know that in America because <clears throat> those records were largely off the radar in the US. They weren't, it was a tough time for rock when Richie was in the band and for yeah. a band like Mr. Big. But you guys would go to other, again, other countries when, everyone, when all that music was getting shit on in America. Mm. You guys held your deal with Atlantic. You replaced a key member in Richie coming in for Paul. You made two studio records and you did really well outside of America with that version of the band, right?
0: Huge in Surabaya couldn't get, (laughs) couldn't get arrested in Los Angeles, but yeah, we, we toured all over Asia and then I think, I think we did a little South America. We, well, we did, uh, our first, one of of our first gigs, I don't know, chronological history, but we played with Richie opening to Aerosmith, um, on the Millennium uh, Concert in Osaka Dome in uh, 2000. And that was amazing. But yeah, didn't, we played around the United States a little bit. Oh my God, I could tell you a story right now. It's just hilarious. But Please. <laughs> like our last, poor Richie. I felt so bad for him. He gets in this band. I love working with him. He was so so fun to sing with. Him and I became like, the 90s version of the righteous brothers i mean we really we we traded lead vocals back and forth it was so much fun and um and the band kicked ass we had the album get over it and then actual size and he he had a actually that was my first song last night shine played shine and that was that was a hit for us in japan and parts of asian stuff but we uh we, he does it sometimes too yes so, yeah, yeah he does yeah yeah when we've done it together but uh so when uh we our last c- couple shows of of the of the um, united states we played this gig in idaho pj knows this gig <laughs> and it was called lala potato <laughs> yeah, and it was uh we we were on this poor i feel bad for richie it felt bad for us you know we uh, we lost a little shine and uh, we were playing this like half band shell on the green grass with you know checker tablecloths and baby carriages and stuff. All right, right, this was a big hit in nineteen ninety. I mean, that was when we kind of went, oh, this, we yeah, and we we continued to. Uh, That's when we kind of stopped playing the the U.S. for a while, yeah, yeah, and just continued over in Asia. Yeah, but yeah. you
1: you and him vocally, I could see. how I mean, that's a really cool dynamic oh my right God. there, especially because he has. It. You said your roots with Motown and all that. Mm-hmm. He loves all that stuff too. You're both phenomenal singers. I mean, that's a really cool thing.
0: Yeah, we soul brothered out um, on those records and live, really work well together. Yeah, I I I I love singing with him. I I actually had this bright idea, you know, last year, and I said, hey, you know what? We ought to do a record together, man. I'm telling you, we should do some cool record together, some kind of duet thing. And he goes, yeah, I, I just did something with Adrian Smith, so <laughs> that's out of the... the and um, my bad timing.
1: But who knows? Maybe in a few years, he'll be oh, open to do it. Did Varney uh, put him in as the replacement for Paul because Varney put out his records? No. I. So
0: Billy and Pat played on Richie's... One of so, uh, his solo albums. I was playing this gig in uh, this little club called the fourth street tavern in san rafael with a solo band and this this guy comes off the street the scraggly kind of vagabond bum comes off the street and he's like hey can i talk to you and i'm i'm in the middle of a set and i go hey buddy I'll, I'll get right to you so i finish the set come outside and he goes hey i just want to talk to you and i reach out my pocket and i give the guy ten dollars he'll say five but i think it was ten and i give it to him and I'm looking at him and he's got this jacked up teeth. You know where I'm going with this jacked up teeth? He was in that guy's at Richie. the time? It's the R- thing he does with the teeth? Yeah, yeah.
1: He was doing it back then?
0: Yeah. and
1: He's out of his mind. Yeah.
0: And so you have the teeth and his scraggly hair and then he's got them blue eyes and I'm like, Cotson, what are you doing? He's like, hey, buddy. You know? oh. And then I, we were got to talking and, and Paul had left maybe months earlier and I go, you know what? You'd be perfect for Mister Big, and he he didn't say, hell no or anything. He just he goes, yeah, I'd love to do it. I know Billy and I know Pat, and we work together on my solo album. And I, Let's do it. And I called uh, called Billy, um, and yeah, and Billy and Pat, and they were like, he was in, <laughs> within hours. You know?
1: Wow, uh, that's amazing. And how is Paul doing? Uh, like Paul has b- uh, big problems with hearing. As people, I just had Paul on because he put out an instrumental record doing uh, Dio. Dio stuff, which yeah. was so cool. Yeah, really. Good. But I remember when we had him on, we had to do it over Zoom because he. It helps if he can, you know, read lips too right. a little bit. How is how is that manifesting itself playing live? Is he okay? There was a little couple times when I have to come up, come over. You know,
0: he he was wearing the headphones for a while. Yeah, but I think he's got like some hearing aid situation in now, but he'd be on stage and I'm talking to the audience and he's looking at me. I'd say, give me a nice bouncy C or bouncy A to hit 30 days in the whole harmony or whatever we're going into. And he's like, oh, no way. And I'd have to go over there and kind of give him the hand signal. But that was once or twice through the whole tour. But this whole Portland thing, I, I, I couldn't tell.
1: So you're just tell. in the writing phases for the next Mr. Big Record. It's nothing, nothing's recorded yet. You're still writing. Uh, Yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, we recorded. We we've done demos, actually.
1: All right, so the record will be recorded yeah, and out next year. That. You think that's the plan? Yeah. With a tour to follow? Yeah. We
0: we, no, no. <laughs> no, tour. Goes,
1: no. No, it's a record
0: coming out probably or will be. Oh, Shut <laughs> up. Just took Look. the piss out of you. Look at me. Oh, man. Can uh, I use your bathroom? Yes, we're going to take a break
1: right now on that note. <laughs> if you'd like to request a Mr. Big Show, uh, you can go to MrBigSite.com, see the shows that are there. Request a show, and uh, I love this. The band is uh, powered by Makita, which for those that don't know, that is a drill, power equipment, yeah, and we know it. what that's for. That's awesome. Always fun shooting the shit with uh, Eric Martin. He's hanging out with us today. PJ Farley here as well, and uh, Mr. Big's farewell tour. No more <laughs> jokes about that. <laughs> Come on now. We'll leave that for when the reunion happens, and then yeah, we can yeah, joke right. on it. Uh, we've that, already we've already done that. January 12th it kicks off in Houston, a ton of dates. All you got to do is go to mrbigsite.com to see if there's one near you and more as uh, Eric said added band uh, getting ready to play through May. Uh, where where do you envision the final final show to be? Where would you like it to be? The Bay Area? Uh, no. Japan? Budokan? We, I
0: think we have already got San Francisco in the, in the mix. And we've already done Japan. I'd like to uh, like it, bring it to uh, New York actually. Really? Why so? Why is that? I mean, I'm a long Island guy.
1: I didn't Billy's know that. A, yeah.
0: Billy's a Buffalo guy.
1: I didn't know. PJ's, you're from Long uh, Island.
0: Just a guy. <laughs> uh, P.J.'s not Mr. Big, just so you know. Just a boy (laughs) staring at a girl. He wants to be, though, you know, so bad. He's he's like in the shadow of the man. I appreciate you He's waiting in the wings, man. P.J., could you do all that Billy Sheehan stuff? Hell no. (laughs) You you could do a little (laughs) bit of it. I watched you last night. I watched you. You're doing your thing.
4: I can make you think I can. Dude, he played
0: played to be with you on uh, the solo on bass last night. And it was phenomenal. Phenomenal. It was great. There you go.
1: There you go. All right. Well, all
0: right. Um, get back down in the hole. I didn't know you. Were from,
1: when when uh, when did you leave Long Island? Probably when I was about six. Oh, so super young. I yeah, mean yeah, you were, yeah. But you were born in New York. I didn't know yeah. that. What brought you to the? What What brought your parents to the Bay Area?
0: Um, well, my dad was in the in the army. Oh, okay. And so we lived in Italy, Germany, all over the United States. My I was just talking to this lady last night. My brother and sister, she was Taiwanese, and I said, oh, I've been to Taiwan. She goes, oh, yeah. And my brother and sister were born in Taiwan.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: And so, uh, but yeah, New York. I mean, I had a lot of root, roots here, relatives and all that. But look, Billy believe she had started this band, so don't you think that we should probably honor him a little bit. Well, then bit, you're you know.
1: talking about upstate New York and, yeah. you know, Buffalo, Rochester, and I said that, New all York. That. I didn't say, what, what you did know, I say you know, it is. I, I'm I immediately went to New York City. Yeah, yeah. you're right. So, okay, so um, couple the Spinal Tap moment.
0: Spinal Tap moment. Um, okay, the first one, I was in um, the Czech Republic, and I'm on stage, and I'm, uh, we had a song, A Little Too Loose, Little too loose in Oklahoma City. It's on the uh, first album, and I go, I got a little too loose, and I don't know Czech Republic from what what it's. I didn't know it was called the Czech Republic. You know, I thought it was still Czechoslovakia, just like in high school, right, <laughs> history class. And I go, I got a little too loose in Czechoslovakia, man. I still hear the haunting sounds of the 7000 check check um, screaming in my ear you
1: asshole you
0: loser and I, when i came up to billy i'm like oh what did i do and he goes you're on your own <laughs> it, was, it, it wasn't good and then the and the other one was at the forum in los angeles and like i did this we've been on tour i think we were doing back-to-back rush tours i think we were on tour with rush and we're at the forum, sold out. I'm up there. We're singing "Addicted" at Rush, and I just choked by the moment. It was like I'm, I realized I'm at the forum. Oh my god, Magic Johnson opening here, for Rush. You know? opening, opening for Rush. Yeah, I said Magic Johnson and whatever, but yeah, opening for Rush. All these fans, "Addicted" at Rush were on fire, and I forget the words. I just blanked the words, and I, and I and I pretended. I, I pulled the microphone cord out of the mic. That's a, that's a, that's a, just to let you know, that's what the, we do sometimes when we forget. Pull the mic out of the thing, and I drop it to the ground. I go, what the hell? And I'm blaming on the crew, and they come running out. They duct tape it. I'm pulling whoa, it out again.
1: that's a move? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, it's
0: a move. And I pull it out again. I drop it to the floor, and the crew is like sauntering out there going, what are you doing? And, and I, I still can't, I don't know the words, but this part, it goes, whoa, and the crowd's you know, I don't know how many people the forum holds. 15. 15. Enough. Nearly enough to to make me look, look terrible. It was like, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, I can't even remember. <laughs> Watch it touch me deep inside, you know. And I look at Billy and he's like, you're on your yeah. own. <laughs> you know, so yeah, two major blunders that right now, I'm just getting goosebumps here right now. You told me that story, it. didn't
4: you? You're leaving out the best part though. didn't oh, you? Fuck. You know, what? Come oh, on, when man. you wrote tell To the Be tell You, tell the that story? Finish, here? Finish the story. Those, uh, uh, the,
0: come on, dude. That's really the best part it. of the story. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Wait, yeah.
4: didn't you like pull out the mic cable or something like that or pretend like yeah he said know, that i just said it where were you oh i was oh thinking. he's he zoned out
0: oh he was my the one god that
1: zoned
4: Wait. Wait. whoa you, you just had down. a senior moment wow, you told wow. Told is there that something story. wrong with
0: this mic <laughs> <laughs> Tap, <laughs> <top. Are> you <laughs> getting this hold on eddie hold on for a minute i'm sorry to do this on your show right now wow <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah tell that story wow dude <laughs> yeah. all right Go ahead. Hey, tell the story about writing to be with you, Eric. You haven't told that yet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, PJ. Did you catch that part, PJ? (laughs) Have
0: we discussed the farewell tour yet? Oh, my God. I'm telling you, Steve Brown. (laughs) Steve Brown and PJ Farley. I Can love I ask these you this, guys. Though? They're knuckleheads. Can I ask you,
4: this? how long was I out?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you not out? I, mean, I know you're on East Coast time, but come on, man. Yeah, man. That it's, was awesome. i answering
4: busy, busy texts. <laughs> took you took know, the pressure I, off I, me, man. Uh, um, let's door, go doordashing no, food. He here. started
0: zoning out when he was like, compared to Billy Sheehan. And he exactly. He got scared. That was good.
1: Uh, let's uh, get a couple that. quick calls in. Already
4: answering hate mail. <laughs> a
1: couple quick calls before we got to go. eight four four six eight six five eight six three. Uh, this is Fred in Washington, D.C., who's been waiting for a bit. Thank you, Fred.
2: Hey, thanks, Eric. I don't know if you remember playing a very small club in Springfield, Virginia in the early 90s called Jacks. Do you remember that?
0: Absolutely. J-A-X-X. Yeah, I yes, do.
2: You guys blew the place out, and afterwards, you were nice enough to come talk to people, and I showed you a black-and-white photo of yourself at Mabuhay Gardens, and you were sort of in tears. Do you remember that?
0: Abs- I do. That was from the band Kid Courage. I think I was in tears because I, 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 I had a, a twenty-six inch waist, and I don't anymore. And so when you told everybody
2: you said you didn't even eat that you just did music the whole time. But did you? That's right. You hang on uh, yeah, to that I wasn't
0: thing? lying. I wasn't. Li- well, I couldn't afford I- any food, so yeah. But yeah, did you I. Hang on to the photos, I, I absolutely, brother. I did. I love it. I had a little striped. Outfit, like, I was trying to be Mick Jagger and Steven Tyler.
1: What was Kid uh, Courage, band? an early band?
0: Yeah, San Francisco band. A great rock and roll band. But kinda, you were the singer. I was a singer. We kind of sounded like the Rolling Stones, Traffic, and then we had a keyboard player that just got that synthesizer, so we sounded like the Tubes as well. It was <laughs> an interesting band, but we opened to a bunch of uh, national and international bands that come through town. We opened at ACDC in 1978, first... Uh, it wasn't the first time they came to the United States, but it was the second, uh, first time, I think, to San Francisco. And it was at the Old Waldorf in uh, Old Waldorf. It's hard to say with these teeth. Uh, <laughs> that just got kicked in by P.J. Farley. Anyway, uh, two nights at the Old Waldorf with ACDC. And uh, I've, I've told the story before. I'll tell it really quick, that I'm backstage, first first gig, I don't know who ACDC is. They sounded like kind of like a punk band, but they're really good, you know, at Soundcheck. And I'm playing pool, uh, and Bon Scott comes up to me. Don't know who he is coming up. And he's like, I can't do an Australian accent, but he comes up and he goes, hey, mind if I play a little pool with you? And me, I go... <laughs> what's with the dude in the corner with the schoolboy
1: outfit? <laughs> like, right? That guy's never going anywhere. <laughs> probably.
0: So and I go, I like, got totally me, like totally foot in mouth. Chuck Taylor's swallowing. Yeah, but
1: this is 78, no, but ACDC was not a household yeah. name at all yet.
0: And he's got a little velvet schoolboy outfit on, and I'm looking at Bond trying to be hip, oh. kind of going, hey, you were too single. <laughs> what's this dude thing? And he goes, "Not. Nah, that's his that's his thing it's a stick i mean like it's, it's yeah he loves it. It, it it's it's our thing whatever the next day i went to rasputin's record store and got their album
1: which was what at the time like, do you remember let there it, be rock
0: problem child the one with uh, the one with the uh, god not problem child high voltage high voltage mm-hmm. and uh i i listened to it and i and i came back to to the place and i'm like he goes, hey, you want to play some pool, Eric? He's calling me Eric. I'm like, this oh, is Bon Scott or Ma- Angus? Bon Scott. And he's like, hey, you want to play some pool with me? I'm like, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, and I, I was like pulling a whole Chris Farley moment on him. Going, uh, remember when you and Sydney, and you know, I do remember what I said. And he goes, I liked you better yesterday. He says to me, he goes, you're not such a fanboy. I go like, oh, wow, man. You know, I have done the foot and mouth situation before. I mean, I don't know if we got a do we are we doing on doing something here with well, culture. We'll, let
1: there let there be rock is by the way high voltage is on. Let there be rock just so, just so yeah, it was it, let it there be rock. It wasn't.
0: It wasn't. It was the one.
1: I mean, the, problem child problem, is on. Let there be but, rock.
0: But it was, but they play problem child. I'm trying to think <clears> what album it was, and I think it was the one with the the lightning bolts on it. Power Age. Um, Power Age.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Well,
0: uh, no, what's no, no—the white one. What's the deal? dirty deeds? And, the uh,
1: network. Are they here? What? What's Ron here? Paying attention. That's high voltage. I'm showing you covers. That one. High voltage. Okay. Seventy six. Very important part of the story. What's the deal? What's the deal? I like like how you're
4: trying
0: to take a little pressure off. Hey, I like how you said. What's the
1: deal with the guy in the schoolboy outfit? He's never going anywhere. That kid.
0: (laughs) I've done this movie before, like years ago with Tesla. Uh, Troy Locketta comes up to me, and uh, you know they were city kid before, and uh, when they went off to New York, they did this record, and they and I remember they used to rehearse in a place in sacramento called hammer lane and and troy goes yeah we're gonna call the band hammer lane i'm like oh, that's an awesome name fantastic hammer lane that kicks ass with rocks and he comes back from new york i'm in uh la doing a solo album and i go guys come over to the studio i want to play you my solo album and they go yeah we want to play our our new album i think it was mechanical resonance yeah, right first album yeah. and they go yeah yeah and i listen to it and i go holy shit man this is a- I'm doing a little R&B record and this is a great rock and roll record. Yeah, And I go, I go, what's Tesla? And they go, that's our new name. And I go, that name will never work. That sucks. <laughs> Hammer
1: Lane, man, that kicks ass. And it go, is a good name though. Hammer yeah. Lane is a good name. Yeah. I always tell those guys to this day, and they're going to be here in a couple of days because they're starting up and here again in Vegas. And they're all going to be here on Monday doing my show. But I tell those guys all the time. I'm like, how is Elon Musk able to use Tesla? on his cars and you're not getting a taste of that. Didn't you copyright the name and Did you ever I asked Brian the... I Brian said that it's because it's a totally different usage or something. I'm like and yeah. Brian's Mr. Business. Yeah, like he... I'm like how do you have not have that Cha-ching. locked up? Man? Secure
4: all the uh all the rights. Yeah, yeah. how do you not, rights? I don't know
1: how that happened. I still don't, they still don't have a clear answer for it. And you know, Frank, he's like, I don't know, Eddie, I just play, you know, and Jeff yeah, is yeah. like, I'm on the farm, Eddie, I don't know, I don't I'm even know farm, what a playing, car is, you know? Crazy Bubba, you Bubba, you <laughs> put that firework down. Anyway. <laughs> I got to get the one-eyed pony out of the barn. Uh, Christine, uh, Christine, where are you calling from?
3: Clarksville, Tennessee.
1: Welcome, Christine in Tennessee. You're on with Eric Martin and PJ. What's going on?
3: Hey Eric. Christine. Hi. How are you?
0: Hey Christine. Hey, what's your last name?
3: Hi hey, Eric, I'm going to be what's very you? very disappointed. It's Whistler.
1: Oh, hey. And what's your social security hey, and address? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> what's happening, Christine? How are you doing? What's happening?
3: I am good. I am good. I just You're want looking to you're, say, you're... Congratulations. We are looking forward to seeing you in Nashville in March.
0: Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys too. You know, I, I told your husband I'm putting you on the list.
3: Okay, super. So I wanted to know: Are you going to tour as Eric Martin after you're done with this Mr. Big gig?
0: Absolutely. Did you zone out just like PJ Carly? I'm <laughs> I'm going to be doing the uh, bowling alley uh, Chitlin' circuit. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be doing. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do some Eric Martin stuff, and also. Uh, there's a record company called Metallic Blue that are putting out uh, my Eric Martin band um, dem- uh, records that I did before the Sucker for Pretty Face album. It's like a uh, like the demos of all that stuff. John Nyman, Troy Laquetta, me, and uh, Tom Duke are all involved in that. All the old Eric Martin band guys. So yeah, Christine, I got that coming out, and then on and then you'll see me and uh, PJ if he's not. Touring with, uh, Wembley with Fozzie. Oh yeah, that yeah. was big. Recently. Uh, that was yeah, huge. Yeah, it's a nice. Six show. seconds. So, anyway, Chris, uh, so Christine, if you did like, not probably.
1: if you do not hear the start of the show, you can go and, and rewind on the app or listen on demand. But we did talk about the top, and Eric's not stopping at all. As far as you know, playing, he's gonna be out there in from you know from bowling alleys to stadiums, whatever it is, he's doing it. Yeah, anything good. Anywhere?
3: I did miss the top. Of, I did miss the very top of the show, but. I will go back in the app and rewind it and listen. But yeah, I am so looking forward to seeing you in Nashville in March. And
0: hey, hey. in the immortal words of Billy Sheehan, (laughs) "Woohoo!"
1: Thank you, Christine. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Schwartzy in North Carolina. Go ahead, Schwartzy.
0: Hey,
2: Erica. I was born and raised in uh, San Francisco, so I ran into you uh, a few times, but the. One of the times that really stands out was at the Concord Pavilion uh, Judas Priest concert, and you were hanging with Phil Kinneymore. I was wondering if you had a, a quick Phil Kennymore story you could the tell. The late greats. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh,
0: Phil Kenemore was a, a dear friend. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, we played, I played this, Y&T played this gig in Norway, I believe, and I was on the road, and I opened to, to Y&T, and I remember me and Phil going shopping, and and I, I admire this guy for my whole life. He was like a, I mean, he wasn't a mentor or anything, and I didn't really know him that well, but I, I, Y&T is my favorite band of all time.
1: Is that I, right?
0: Yeah, it was my first band I ever saw.
1: I uh, mean, I love him to death too, but I- did my know.
0: first rock and roll band uh, to see live. They opened to Queen, and I love Queen, but when I first Wait, wait,
1: wait, wait. You saw Y&T open for Queen? Yeah, twice, what, yeah. What, what, about what year was that? Uh, God, and now I'm here. What was that album? So, so, like, so this was when Y&T was yesterday and today. Yeah, yeah. So around the time it Struck Down, probably '78, probably something like that. Okay, but
0: um, but yeah, it, Y&T was a favorite band of mine. There was another band called Earthquake that that I really liked uh out of the Bay Area, but Y&T. Uh, I, oh man, I, I, oh, I don't know. Hold on, Eric. When I that. say Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave Manichetti, you know. The best.
1: Hold on, hold that thought Eric because we only have about 5 minutes left but we just okay. do have somebody calling in. We have to get right to you on the phone. You invoked his name and he's now joining us. Mr. Billy Sheehan, ladies and gentlemen. Billy? <laughs> I'm
0: hereby uh, I'm hereby invoked.
1: <laughs> I never had relations with that woman. <laughs> no. It's hey. kind of it's kind of ah. like a it's kind of like a debate. Your name was invoked so we had to reach out to you, Billy. I'm glad you did.
0: Yeah, how you doing, man? Right.
1: I'm okay.
2: I'm okay. Uh, just uh, had a rough time here. We lost our cat. He passed away. Yeah, yeah.
1: condolences. We up. talked about that. I meant to reach out to you yeah. about that. We're all cat lovers, and very sorry about that.
2: Thank you so yeah, much. Buddy. Yeah, but uh, but but yeah, we had what what a great time we had uh, on a, a salty Asian Japanese uh, run we just did. And, uh, just fantastic. Uh, I, I floated. For, for about two weeks after just uh, uh, on the uh, amazing effect it had on me. It was really great. Eric, you did great. and
0: uh, Right on. Thank you. What what a, joy- that's what, the reason why we called you. <laughs> he was fishing for you. a compliment. So just like pat me on the back a little bit. <laughs> I need it. There you go. No problem. No, we had a blast. It was so cool.
2: And, uh, and when we introduced the families at the, our last Budokan show, uh, there wasn't a dry yeah. eye in the house. It was uh, quite awesome.
1: Yeah, and you're looking forward to the U.S. run, I imagine. We talked about those dates coming up.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it should be great. We do uh, EU, U.S., and I'm sure we're going to do a run in South America as well. And uh, you've probably covered it, but, you know, we re- we really wanted to do a-, a proper farewell rather than limp our way to the finish line five or six years from now, you know. I- 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 and, Eddie, you've talked about this a lot where a lot of bands are going out with tracks. and We still don't need them. And
1: Thank I God. would
2: hate to ever need them. So we're ending on a high point, I think.
1: You know, Billy, Eric was saying, I was saying, Eric, a few minutes ago, I said, where do you envision the, or would you like the last, last Mr. Big show to be? And surprisingly, he said New York because you founded the band and he thought it would be cool if the if you guys did something in upstate New York. How do you feel about that?
2: Would love to. We've been trying to. Get a Buffalo show on with every band I've been in for the last five years. It's been tough. I don't know why, but uh, that would be quite awesome. Yeah, it would mean a lot to a lot of people. Or San Francisco, where we uh, did our most uh, most of our work in the early days. Our management was from instance, San Francisco as well as Eric. So you know that'd be another uh, choice in my book for sure.
0: I appreciate that, man. I was just telling Eddie that since you you know you you started this band, we you know do a little. And honor you a little bit, you know, playing upstate. It'd be great. And I, I hey, yeah, I'm I'm from Long Island, so uh, which I never knew <laughs> until a
1: minute ago. I had no idea he, he had New York in him. So
0: yeah, and
1: and and Billy, um, we found out through Eric too. The record, you know, you guys working on a record, so there will be a final record too.
2: Yeah, I, I keep envisioning the Cream goodbye record where all, all three of them are on the al- album cover waving goodbye. It's kind of a <laughs> yeah. similar thing like that, you know. We can, we, but it, it, like I said before, it's it's nice to do a proper goodbye and, and really put a period at the end of the sentence and uh, and move on from there. So this record will be uh, from the heart, as all of them were and, and are, but uh, it's very special meaning to us. This being the last time we're going to do it as Mr. Big.
1: Yeah, we still can't get to the bottom of why it's the last time. Because by all measures, every, the vibe is great. Everybody's having fun, but I guess that is the right time to end, right before it implodes. Exactly, exactly right. right. And, and uh,
2: I, I was talking with some musician friends of mine who knew some other people that are up on stage now, and they they can't do it anymore. You know, they're, it's tough for them. And uh, we're still in good shape. We, we did great. Uh, we had a had a wonderful time, uh, but uh, there will come a time when we can't. So. I'd rather, you know, I, I think Eric feels the same way, and Paul as well. And uh, having Nick along has been an amazing thing, too. We, what a what a wonderful guy, a great drummer. We're very very pleased with everything he's done for us.
1: Yeah, well, I always say, from a fan perspective, as much as it sucks to see some of the bands I love go away, as a fan, I'd much rather see him go away in the last memory of them. Being good, being real, being really strong, as opposed to being like, oh, man, remember them in their last few years, man, they were a shell of what they once were. So the, not staying too long at the party is a huge deal, as much as it sucks to see bands go away. Hey, Billy, I appreciate a couple minutes, man. We'll do more because uh, I got to end the show I'm up, up against a hard break. But um, again, condolences to you and Elisabetta about the cat, really. We're all animal lovers. We know how hard that is. So hang in there, buddy.
2: Thank you, Eddie. Eric, I love you, bro. I'll see you very soon. Eddie, thanks so much for everything you do.
1: All right. I'll talk to you soon, Billy. Thank you so much, man. Take care. Bye-bye.
2: You too. Bye-bye. Second.
1: Bye-bye. All right. We got to end. PJ, right. thank you. Thank you. Eric, thank you. Thank you, MrBigSight.com for the dates and information as it rolls out. Transportation by Izzy, thank you, is well, always fun to do stuff from my place in Vegas. More of that coming up in this new year of 2024. And I thank Eric Martin for dropping by. PJ Farley for sitting in with him as well. Look forward to seeing Mr. Big tomorrow, Friday, in Houston, and also at Rock Island coming up soon as well. Definitely get out there and check out the band if you get a chance. They are 100% live. Incredible harmonies, incredible playing, great songs. And uh, final lap for these guys as they claim, and we know how that goes, but they claim they're going to hang it up after this tour is complete. We'll see. But thanks to Eric Martin for being a guest on the radio show and, of course, bringing it to you now as the podcast. Speaking of the radio show, be sure to join me Monday through Friday for Rock Talk and Interviews on Trunk Nation, Faction Talk, Sirius XM Channel 103, anytime live or on demand on the Sirius XM app. Also, Monday's on Hair Nation, 5 to 8 Eastern. That's on Channel 39, Terrestrial Radio Show. And be sure to follow me on social media at Trunk. Twitter or X Instagram and my Facebook page for info and updates. Like I said, upcoming appearances Friday in Houston with Mr. Big rock Island for four days in Key West, Florida. And then from there, it's to Southern California where I will be hosting a tribute to Leslie West at the Canyon club. That'll be benefiting music cares. And that is going down at the Canyon club. As I mentioned in Agora Hills, California on the 23rd of January 24th, I'll be hosting the Metal Hall of Fame Awards. That's in Anaheim, California. And not only will I be hosting, but I'll be receiving one this year. So looking forward to those events. Busy January, busy start to the new year. Hope it's going well for you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you join me every day on the radio if you're in the U.S. or Canada. And I'll catch you next Thursday for another new episode of the podcast. Have a great week, everybody.